Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, uh, metaphysics, meditation, Reiki, um, spirituality, a law of attraction, uh, divination, anything in that realm. You know, if you, you know, if you're into that, this podcast is for you. Today is the third part of our three part series, and today we are talking about the higher soul, also known as the holy soul. Holy One, and Higher Self. Um, before we get into it, we want to remind you guys to follow us. Yep, follow us. All the links are down below. Um, it's usually at, at Arlene. We love to hear from you guys. We love to have you guys follow us, like our stuff, add us. Let us know. Let us know you're here. And you can also become a patron over on Patreon. We post exclusive content over there if you want to do that. We appreciate your support. And then our fall candles are out. So if you love Halloween, just like we do, and it starts September 1st, we have those candles up. We make the best pumpkin-scented candles because we love pumpkin. Fall. Fall, Halloween. The best time of the year. What, what kind of fall? We have um, the Halloween candle scent. Uh, the cider one is good. The cider one. It's like amazing. wicked cider. Yeah. All the fall scents are mm-hmm. solid because we love fall. Yeah. It's going to smell literally like fall. It's the best best time of the year. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. Oh, and if you didn't know we make candles, we make candles. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Um. We make candles. We write books. <laughs> we do a lot of things. And we appreciate your support. Um, so those are down below. We'll have that link down below. Um, yeah, anything else before we start do the anchor ad? Yeah. I, I mean, I could address the first episode's you know, I petitioned to dance around a fire with our listeners. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, <laughs> we did not get any weird messages. I did get an increase of followers in Hayes and WhatsApps. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because I waved the flag. Yeah. So, here we go. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... That the primal soul, man, that's great. Primal soul, ego soul, higher soul. I, I feel like we've learned a lot on all of them. So if you're just listening to this, we I highly recommend that you listen to the primal soul episode. You, you can listen to them out of order, of course. Like, if you just want to do the higher self, sure, go for it. Um, but the primal soul is really eye-opening for me because it did make me understand, like, that soul that needs nurtured and in one way is dancing around a fire naked if you feel so inclined and if you want to hear why she says that please listen to that episode (laughs) um and then the ego soul made me like really appreciate my ego more um i mean we were talking earlier and you said that you were so were drilled so much to like hate our egos yes um, it's it's the the ego death it's we're we're drilled so much to dislike that and to kill it off but in, in reality we need it. It's a part of you. It's a part of you. And what you're actually killing off is the poor programming. Yeah. It, I mean, that's... I mean, like I said, if you didn't listen to the ego episode, you have to listen yeah, to listen it to so that. you can grasp why we're saying that. It, you know, it's about balancing it. Um, that's why we're doing all this. So if you're, like, completely turned off or confused, like, oh, hey, wait, I thought we were supposed to hate our egos, then listen to the ego episode. Yes. <laughs> or even better, get Devin Hunter's book. Yes. Um, he's not the only person who talks about, like, the ego in that way and, like, loving your ego and learning that um, and making it work for you. I mean, we do that all the time whenever we're doing, like, affirmations and stuff like that. It's, like, retraining our 
ego minds and taking our power back because that's what the ego is about it's about like you having that power again and uh, I you know I'm not going to talk about the ego too much like I said it's in our, our last episode um, please listen to it today is the higher soul and we are referencing the Devin Hunter's um, which is Book of Power. It's linked below. Link below, too, if you want to join in and read along with us. I'm yeah. still teasing the idea of doing the book club. I think it sounds phenomenal. I think it's a great idea, too. Yeah. I think the next book, we've we've been talking about reading... Uh, not reading. We, we both already read it. It's actually free. It's a public domain now. Um, but you're more than what. We ended up buying our copies because we wanted the cute covers. <laughs> <laughs> And I wanted to annotate it, like, too. Yeah, you're a mega Virgo. Um, you love to annotate and the way you process things. We, were, we, we didn't talk about that either. Oh, so uh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, on that. On that note. <laughs> we had done a, our friend, like, our best friend sent us this thing about, like, our astrological energies and, like, their, the zodiac signs and their emotions. And we were laughing because I'm a Virgo and she's a Cancer. And it was, same, mine had said that Virgos like to, like, compartmentalize like their emotions and like kind of break them down into like like um i don't know how to say process it. the data yeah it's like processing it and figuring out like where it's coming from and kind of working through it that way and then it described the cancer that arlena is as being like this flood of emotions just coming at you and we were like laughing <laughs> a and I'm, sea like, of emotions <laughs> that's why we have discord because there's a lot of times where I'm, like, not registering why she's having, like, her, like, feels. I'm like, it's this. It's just do this. And then you're like, you don't understand. <laughs> well, I think from, a cancer, from my cancer's perspective is, like, we feel so much and we can catch, pick up on people's energy so easily that we expect other people to be able to do the same. And when it doesn't go that way, it just causes mm-hmm. more emotions. You're like, why? Like, why don't you yeah. get it? Like, why, why can't you hear my thoughts and know that I'm thinking of you? You know? Shit like that. Yeah. And as a side note, if you're not a Cancer and you're resonating with that, look at your chart. You might have Cancer somewhere, like your moon or yeah, your rising, rising, that's like influencing it or somewhere else. Because, um, you know, Cancer in that chart will definitely get you in your fields depending on like Cancer, Pisces, any water sign. The water signs. real. Yeah. Um, I do not have a lot of water signs in my chart, by the way. You know, you're like, oh, well, she might have some. I think I have like one. You have one. It's, our, our charts are, my chart's pretty balanced, though. Ours are balanced. Yeah. The only difference is I have an additional air sign where she has an additional water. Yep. And what it does is it, like, really is interesting. Get you. Yeah. So my, the rest of my charts, almost all, like, it's mostly fire, mm-hmm. fire and earth, but, um. That cancer's holding strong. Cancer's holding strong. My son is representing. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Oh, back to that book. So the book we were talking about was The Game of Life and How to Play It. So that is, if you are a Law of Attraction fan, um this is the book for you yes uh it's like one of my favorite law of attraction books and honestly after like reading so much about like magic and stuff like that you can it it is almost like magical too it's almost like a magic book because it talks a lot about like just putting these like energies out there but um we were thinking about breaking that down it's probably going to be in like an episode or two i think our next episode i'm not sure i think we're going to talk about like the different energy modes stay with that you'll know what that means um, eventually, but we, you know, you heard us talk about like blackout mode, babbage mode, yeah, certain keywords that like we that. use, yeah. Um, and then we're gonna do the, the game of life and how to play it. So feel free to read it if you want to, you know, talk about it with us. I can link it too, might as well. Well, I will link, link it down below. below. And like I said, it's free, you can listen to it for free on YouTube. Yep, it's all on if YouTube. you're into audiobooks. And, um, I mean, there's a ton of books we we're thinking about doing. Yeah, because we want to, like, we're in Spirit College. We always say that. Mm-hmm. We are in Spirit College, and we always have new material that we're studying. 
and we do get asked a lot of questions on things. We want to like, like here's the reference. This is where I got yeah. this from. This is where this is why I think this you know stream mm-hmm. of thought. This is why. So that's why we're gonna do more stuff like this. Yeah. Honestly, like uh, you know, some of our guests were guests because we read their books first. Ernesto. Like, Ernesto is a prime example. Yeah. A prime example. Um, our best friend gave us his book. Yeah. And um, we loved it so much. We asked him to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll get Devin on in the new year, depending on what our schedule's like. Yeah. Whatever's um, going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Whatever is meant to be will be. Yep. So. All right. So let's play that anchor as so we can talk about the higher soul. All right. We're back. Um, okay, guys, we have Reiki at the end of this episode. We, every episode has Reiki at the end. Um, we always forget to mention it. <laughs> we Don't have do that. So, all right, let's talk about this holy soul, the holy one. Okay, this quote's amazing. This is in the book. You are a divine being, an all-powerful creator. You are a deity in jeans and a t-shirt, and within you dwells the infinite wisdom of the ages and the sacred creative force of all that is, will be, and ever was. And that is by um, Anton St. Martin. Anton St. Martin. Okay. All right. Let's get my notes because I took a lot of notes on this. All right. So your higher soul, also known as Holy One, Holy Soul, and Higher Self, is connected to divinity and the birthplace of our unique spirituality. Now, that stuck with me because it... Um, it says, like, unique spirituality, and that's something that we've always believed that your spirituality is yours in your own and mm-hmm. your, like, interpretation of um, processing, like, the divine. So it's, like, cool that he said that because that's where we find that, like, what resonates with us and what practices we want to do. And it, it's in that higher soul. So it's concerned with our drive to manifest the evolution of the soul. It wants us to be aware of our true potential and this can cause issue with the paradigm of self. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, what I got from that was the idea that our higher souls, our higher selves know what our path is. Like they know our like blueprint and everything. They know what would work out for us. But we get so stuck in like the societal programming or like social conditioning that there ends up becoming this like discord. Mm-hmm. And we end up like losing that connection with our higher selves and our higher higher soul purpose because we end up talking ourselves out of it. Um, which, you know, let's assume your primal soul is out of whack because you, you know, you're not doing something that you really want to do at the core and then your ego gets out of whack and your ego is telling you, well, no, you can't because you're not allowed to. So, you know, you're, that's just not how you're, you're not allowed to. Sorry. And then it goes to the higher soul and your higher soul's the idea of, doing what your purpose is end up, ends up becoming completely rejected. So that's how like that all kind of intertwines. So your primal soul seeks love and comfort. Ego wants control and separateness. Higher soul wants soul evolution. This divinity is all is in all of us, and we draw down enlightenment from our higher soul. In times of stress, this can act we can access our higher self to help us understand the road ahead. And, like, to process, like, why this is occurring. And then the higher soul will help us stay present. 
Um, that's why I think meditation is so like important because it can help us get back in in touch with our our like higher self and our higher purpose and understanding like okay this is why this is going on this is the lesson that's in it for me um one thing he mentions is that the sacred images of saints you know they'll have like the golden like halos around them he said that represents the higher soul illuminating the mind Mm. yeah um so you experience the holy soul in action during spiritual awakenings and that's, like, also those, like, aha, like, spiritual moments. That's that higher soul guidance coming through. And we all receive the higher soul guidance all the time. We're just not crediting it. We're just not, yeah, like... Yeah, acknowledging it. Yeah. Um, so he says, describing the higher soul is as difficult as describing a newborn nebula. Our higher souls are something ancient and timeless. And that hit me, like, you have all this power, like, within you. Like, that is, you have this, like, ancient energy. Like, imagine what could happen if you decide to tap in. Yes. And that's why I think it's funny. We didn't mention, we did, uh, you did a really crazy card reading for me. Mm-hmm. And it talked about me unlocking some of the energies, but. Yeah, she did, like, a, um, <laughs> like, one of those, why am I here? What do I need to know? Where was I last from? And so I did this, like, um, it was, like, a star sea type style reading. And um, it just basically laid out, even even down to, like, the guide she needs to, like, talk to. Oh, yeah. All right. So our higher souls direct us to our higher calling. Some even believe it holds the blueprint to our existence and the roadmap of our destiny. Our higher souls are an emanation of God and connects us to something much bigger than humanity. So this is connecting, like, we're all interconnected. This is connecting us to, like, the cosmos. Mm. And the, the key words for our higher selves are divinity, destiny, stewardship, and karma. Uh, the frequencies associated with it are higher tones, so we're looking at, like, high C through B7. In sound therapy, these tones help us to release lower frequencies from the energy body and can also help increase our psychic ability. So as you're, like, healing and connecting with your higher soul, it's going to help you connect in general and be able to get, like, psychic information and stuff like that. And probably any of those, like, anything you think of, like, spirituality, like, any, oh, my guys are talking, anything like that, is going to, um, you know, be more accessible as you reach out to your higher self. Our higher soul is carrying karmic momentum, past life knowledge, and soul wisdom. On rare occasions, the higher soul can become corrupted, though. Now, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And now he says I can become corrupted through suffering and traumatic life experiences that twist it. I, my other thought with this corruption of the higher soul is that I I argue that, like, the oppressor, like, the person who's causing issues with somebody, like, these traumatic events, is likely to be twisted. Like, their higher soul's contaminated or whatever you want to do because their actions are void of love. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's just, like, people who have something traumatic happen to them have you know run the risk of having their higher souls become corrupted i think that it's honestly in my opinion i think it's probably more the other route like by doing actions that are void of love yeah has the, the higher potential who's doing it's of it, having the corruption. corrupting not the victim yeah now he's saying that like i'm assuming like when he says like the victim it it's because you end up embodying such hatred towards the oppressor, maybe. And I said that is very rare, but I'm I'm thinking the other way is definitely possible, if not more probable. Um, now he says that you know that that energy might stay on because um, he talks about like how the higher soul is what 
like we think of that passes on like you know our spirit mm-hmm. like traditionally um so those after who like have issues in this life and have like you know god forbid corrupted higher soul or have issues might get stuck in this like plane um he was talking about um to the point of it being so contaminated it becomes demonic which Mm. is terrifying but he says this is very rare and uh as far as that like extreme but some of those like hauntings you like think of and you know stuff like that like oh this energy is still here some of that is because of like the trauma that ends up affecting the higher soul and he adds like well that i think it's when like people think of oh that the spirit couldn't pass on that's why they're here like they're stuck in a loop because they couldn't pass on because there was unfinished business well he said too like that they're set like you don't have like that ego anymore Mm. and you're so you don't have that ego telling you like grounding you Mm -hmm. or whatever so you're just this like information i don't know how it works like he said talking about higher souls like talking about a newborn nebula so yeah try to try um, to figure that out yeah uh, so, but, but what I did get from it is that this is why it's important to be good to people so that they can resonate with their higher selves. That's what I got from all of that. Like when you're good to people, you're going to help them like vibrate higher and you're going to help them be able to like really connect with themselves. If you're constantly putting people down, you're going to contribute to them, their separation, period. Think what you want. It, or every action has a yes. consequence. Every action, you know, we are all connected. So when you're kind to people, that really does help them. Even if it's just little, like, you're just like, oh, you look really cute today. That, like, reverberates. Because Mm -hmm. if enough people say it, you know, it's going to help somebody. Just like if you are upset somebody and you say something mean, like, that might be, like, one thing. But if you're, like, the 12th person that said it, you're, like, literally affecting them at a soul level. Yeah, you never know what your impact's going to be on somebody. Yeah. No matter how small the action you might think it be. That's what I think. That's how we live. Yeah. I don't, you know, be the energy you wish to attract. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you want to know that's how you would do it yourself? Yeah. You know? Whatever. Just so you can help keep people balanced. Like, so you don't have to be, a, you're not contributing to that imbalances. And, you know, things are complicated, I know. Like, I'm sure, like, certain things happen. You know, you do certain things, and that's just how it was supposed to play out for that person. Like, I don't know, whatever. But, um, you know, ultimately, I don't want to contribute to somebody's imbalances is where I'm at. I don't want to be the person that affects Well, it's your energetic intelligence. It's you are aware of the power of our words Mm -hmm. and our emotions. Yeah. And the impact it can have on others. Yeah. Now, if we're worrying you, (laughs) you can always send love out. Just chillax. Yeah, and you can send love. If you were like, oh my gosh, I feel like I was kind of a jerk stone, so you can just send love out. Yeah, don't get gripped with guilt. Just send love out, like... You know, um, or if you feel like, like you're that mean, send them a text. Say, hey, my bad. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Everything comes into balance. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the other thing he says, uh, so if you do encounter any weird energies, he says to always stay away from it. And then he suggests asking the land spirits and Archangel Michael for support. Most of, a lot of these books that we um, have gotten, a lot, especially like a lot of the witch books, reference that like using asking Archangel Michael for like help with protection and stuff so I mean I always that's like my go-to so I was like oh cool other people like that too anyways um soul frequency so through the soul frequency we can access inner mysteries and higher realms um that's why it's important to meditate and go within now spiritual and occult sciences are first inspired by the soul and then they're developed by the ego 
And then in shamanic practices, um, by bypassing the ego, they connect to the holy soul and the primal self. Mm-hmm. So he's saying in some shamanic traditions, they'll do primal, they'll focus primal, higher self, bypass the ego, and then that ends up creating the almost states of ecstasy because you're just on a higher primal. Isn't that cool? It's very cool. Yeah. Um, so the primal soul is then is guided by the higher soul in those types of ceremonies. He references the world tree model. So if you're not familiar with that, the world tree is a motif that's present in several religions and mythologies and religions all across the world. And uh, the higher soul is a reflection of like the overworld and mimics the imagery of leaves and branches uh, by soaking in the rays of the divine light. So um, you often hear like the idea of divine light coming down and that's going to be working with like your higher soul or your higher soul is going to be like influencing that. And uh, with the aura, it emanates closest to the body, but it extends through the other two layers when it's receiving psychic information. So uh, have you ever seen that image of like the loop? Like it's like, it's almost like a loop and you see it going around and it's it's circled around the person. Have you seen Yeah, put that in my story. It's almost like a donut. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like looping, the energy is like looping around. Then with the chakra system, your higher self, higher soul would be associated with your third eye and your crown. So when we were talking about the ego, it was connected to the, uh, um, sorry, the solar plexus, it's like the power center and primal is like your root chakra. But the chakras that are related to the higher self are the third eye and the crown, which I thought was really cool. Makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one of the things I thought was like interesting was how um, he says, too, speaking of like the ego, that our egos are the ones that decipher like the guidance from like the higher self, the interpretation of information. He talks about how our egos will interpret the higher self information coming down and then if there's like imbalances and stuff there can be like kind of mix-ups in what those messages are so that's like another reason why it's important to be like all the way balanced whenever you're doing this stuff so our spirit guides they commune with and through our higher souls and our guides speak directly with the higher self um and the higher self speaks directly to the guides so that communication is happening without you necessarily being aware of it. So you might be like, oh, I don't know if my guys are around. They're not talking to me. They're not helping me. But they're in dialogue with your higher self the whole time. It's just your ego, like, consciousness isn't perceiving it. Um, so this aids us in understanding the life process unfolding all around us. And when we are vibrating low and not as connected to the higher soul, our guides end up having to act as a middleman for the information. So we're not connected. That's when our guides have to step in and try to, like, connect with the ego. And then you're like, show me a sign. <laughs> um, and the, to- the animal form associated with the ego is the owl. So the Holy One, higher soul, is capable of leading us to incredible things in our lives if we listen and seek harmony with it. The Holy Soul wants nothing more than for us to thrive. And this is in regards to the belief that you have to be poor or suffer or reject material things to find enlightenment. That's just like a narrative that is spun, I don't know, it's popular for some reason. Like, yes, going through hard times does help your soul evolution, but you do not have to be suffering to be in connection with your higher soul. 
like our higher souls want us to thrive in general just because like you don't have to sacrifice all of your material belongings to be a spiritual being because you already are that's what this is saying like you have like none of that matters your soul wants you to thrive that's just like weird stuff that we put on ourselves and um yeah whatever that is so medicine is uh for the the soul is often owls are depicted as heralds from the other side and we can work with owls to gain deeper understanding of our purpose and path from all worlds and then if you have the book on page 89 he discusses um how to meet the owl it's called meeting the owl it's a meditation um it's really cool because you use the owl as your holy soul and then you um so you end up visualizing basically your higher soul as an owl and then you can ask it anything and seek guidance and the owl's able to answer it because it's your higher soul and it has your blueprint and i'm guessing if you get really good at it you get really like juicy information is that a shamanic tradition um he doesn't say where it comes from but I, he mentions that the owls are prevalent in a lot of different traditions yeah for um cuz the and he, tell, he tells a story from a different group of people that are, I think they're located near Russia, where they use the owl. And um, that's what I think is hilarious, is that all these traditions across the board, across the world, end up use, having some of the similar tales and similar traditions, yeah. but we choose to still be divided. It's weird. Like, the serpent for the primal soul yeah. is seen from the east all the way to the west. Yes. And these native like ancient like old school traditions you know um a lot of traditions speak about us having multiple souls too in different like energy bodies it's just different wording but they're all generally the same like that that world tree we were talking about like i was like what is the world tree like i wanted more information and the world tree is is prevalent in multiple cultures and this is like pre-internet yeah so i was so, thinking just i just thought about that i'm like how many of these things were these traditions that you know, some people just choose to be one group, which is actually the same across the board. I don't know how any of that stuff... It's just, like, the pyramids and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, there's pyramids. Every cult... Like, across the globe, there's, all like, pyramids. And I don't know. Like, it's, some of it's so, like, similar. You're like, how does this happen? And some people said it's because of the idea of collective consciousness that we're all so, like, in tune. It's just the um, illusion of separateness, which I, like, subscribe to. Um... There's even, like, a theory, like, some people are afraid if they speak their ideas because of the collective consciousness that somebody will, like, manifest, not intentionally, but, like, because they put it out there, it'll end up manifesting before they get a chance to, like, I think there's it. some substance behind that yeah. theory. That's, like, it's, like, uh, I forget the, there's, like, a name for it, but um, the premise is just, like, uh, you know, what I said, collective consciousness, mm -hmm. that we're all... So I would imagine, like, some of these ancient things, like, multiple cultures using the owl, like, maybe there's that at play. Um, I'm just curious. Yeah. I don't know. That just popped in my head. I'm like, there's certain things, like you said, like, the Kundalini snake situation. Mm -hmm. Like, that's across how many cultures have yeah. the, that type of um, traditions or history or tales. Mm -hmm. um, even if you look at, like, some of the Aztecian and the Mayan stuff, like, it's pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. I but, mean, I mean, we're not... I'm not a historian no. or anything like that, but, it, you know, it is, it's interesting. Just casual observation. That's like I said, a lot of people think it's the idea that we're all interconnected and that. Yeah. Like, they, you know how, like, like, like uh, my favorite one is, like, the idea of uh, every, there's always, like, the floor is lava. Like, how many kids have played that game without even knowing 
like, that was a thing, like, from the 90s and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why would, how did that, those things perpetuate? Like, the floor is lava. Like, where do we all get, like, all these six-year-olds? Like, ah! Like, where does that come from? So some people would argue it's, like, a collective It comes from the fun angel. That's where it comes from. It comes from the the fun, the fun goddesses (laughs) and gods. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Okay, oh, so he, yeah, so there's the owl, and then this one um, I thought was interesting. This, to me, was, like, one of the most, like, witchy, like, visuals that um, I got from the book, and it's this owl pellets, and um, the owl pellets are regurgitated bones from owls, so owls eat, you know, animals, they eat, like, and sometimes they, like, regurgitate the bones up, so you can collect these bones and use the energy to remove negative energy from your energy body and like help heal your higher soul um so on page 91 he has a ritual for using them and this includes like things like making a mojo bag with them but you can also paint the pellets black and then you can bury them around your house and create this like force field of protection i will not be doing any of that um oh one well, of never the- to never but as at this moment in my life oh <laughs> i think it's really i don't know it's not for me it's not for me Hmm. I was looking up where you get those pellets. You know, I was thinking... You were um, looking it up? There's like... Yeah. <laughs> I was curious. So they... No, it is interesting, but for me, I don't know. It's cruelty-free. Like, it's nature. He, they Ethically sourced. Yeah. I was thinking... There's like a thing that um, he talks about you can do, uh, which involves like a jar. And a lot of you have probably heard of like different, you know, magical practices where you like put a jar like with stuff and it's just all charmed and everything and you shake it and do all that good stuff. Well... Um, he says that you can put the pellets with, like, certain crystals and, um, a couple, a few other things. He puts, like, um, alcohol in it and stuff like that, and then you can bury it in front of your house, that jar, mm. and it also adds protection, um, if you don't want to go around your yard and yeah, bury a bunch of pellets. Yeah, I think I, I, I could do, I think I'd get with that. The jar one, The yeah. jar one, but the, the digging, I don't know. I just don't like, I just get, you know, veg life, vegetarian over here. I, you know what's funny to me, um... Like, you never know who lived in, like, the house you lived in before you, like, moved in. And could you imagine, like, if you moved into a house, you had, like, a mega witch that lived there. And then you're, like, gardening and you just find, like, jars in the With yard. With and stuff. <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, well, there you go. Looks like somebody did some magic here. I'm just gonna put this back. <laughs> magic was afoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Yeah. Magic was afoot here. Yeah. I'm just gonna put that right back where I found it. Yeah, I'm so And uh, ask for forgiveness. There we go. We're sorry, good. There you go. Um, he, yeah, I mean, one of the cool things he mentions too for the one, um, you put the bones, after you do what your, your thing is, you know, you put the bones in the graveyard so that it can go back into where it's like supposed to be or something like that, he said. So, I'm, like, finding a lot of, like, traditional, like, witch imagery that you see, like, it's, like, just witches doing casual, like, regular run-of-the-mill magic stuff, and then somebody being, like, ah, this is, this is crazy, yeah, Ah." like, you're, like, I'm just gonna put these bones in a graveyard, because that's where bones go, then they're, like, oh, she's coming in, she's coming in with Eva. She's a necromancer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, like, it's just, like, okay, chill out, chill out, chill out, um, uh, now he talks about feeding the higher soul, and one of the main things he uses to feed it is our crystals. And um, he has like a list on page 93. Um, and we might link a couple of those crystals down below, but the big thing he says is that they're personal when it comes to this. 
So it's more important that you're like connecting with the crystal versus like using a crystal that is, oh, this crystal's for your higher soul. This crystal's for this. Um, if you don't connect with that crystal, he's like, it's not, it's like pointless. So he recommends using ones um, that do help with soul development, but only if you like connect with them. And then he says it's very important if you're using it to develop your higher soul to like really spend time in deep meditation with that crystal. So another thing's cool is like crystals have like information they can give you. Like I don't know if you've meditated with a crystal, but you can meditate and get information from like your crystal, like find guidance from your crystal. And then if you have like some of those cool crystals like Lumerian crystals that have energy in them, they can really give you some trippy like visuals when you meditate. So yeah, there's that. And then the recap, Holy Soul, it's a seat of the divine in all of us. It helps us to connect with our spirit allies and find wisdom, holds all the information about our karma, life experiences, and so on. Our holy souls gently guide us, and they want us to thrive. Their main goal is, for us to, help, is to help us discover the God living inside of us. Um, now, by getting all of three souls in balance and in flow, it'll help get you to your home frequency. So people often like to balance their three souls before they do magical practices so that they can allow, they can like send pulses of energy to all three of them. So your magical practice will be much better if you have all of those in alignment and balance. He details how to balance it on page 94, which involves visualizing like a yellow flame, you remember the solar plexus, and then you have a white flame for your higher self, and then a red, a red flame for that primal, and you're gonna visualize these three energy, you know, energy surrounding you while you're meditating and then you can also incorporate those animal totems and it'll like help balance everything out and get you where you need to be. Another good way to balance all of them is to honor each one of the souls and to honor what they do and be true to it and the easiest way is to live your authentic self period honestly um, do what you want to do you know do what makes you happy and fo follow like what you want to the core you know, to help get those energies in flow. And meditation is always, always, always best option. We are huge proponents of meditation. It's yep. the first step for, it is the first and the core for every, every practice because it's connecting you, it's getting you connected. That's all I have for the higher soul. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think that um, it's interesting to actually have it, like we, you know, have it so defined it makes, you know, try to break it down yeah. and make sense to people. All right. So we do have Reiki videos for all of these to help balance your balance um, each part of your soul. So you can use those too. All right. So um, if you keep listening, we'll have Reiki. And all you have to do is be open to receiving it. I do not recommend men driving while you have Reiki because it can make you sleepy. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye.